The world isn't wide enough. Get immersed in the expansive views of the 48-inch customizable panoramic display in the all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid. Explore more at Lincoln.com. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. Jamoke okay Davis here. I hope you are doing well. As uh, I got some Oscar talk coming up. We'll talk about what could be the greatest Final Four field ever. Ever. And we will look at uh, NBA playoffs. They are coming up. And we will look at the seedings. My thoughts on a couple of teams that like, I just don't know. I just don't know about it, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, but first, we're going to start with the Oscars. And first and foremost, you know, I did my gut check daily pick. And I called it. I called the best picture. I said it was going to be Coda. But I failed. I may have had the favorite to win the movie of the year, but I didn't see the future prop bet with the undercard of Chris Rock versus Will Smith. And I still don't know who won that one. I don't. Coda was a favorite, and that's what I thought about. Like, when I make a gut check pick, and it's the favorite, I feel like it's kind of a cop-out. I kind of challenge myself to think of, okay, who could be the upset? But realistically, uh, I don't know. It's not really about the upset, right? I'm making the picks. I'm giving you the pick of who I'm taking. And it may not always be, or rather I should say sometimes, Yeah, it may end up just being the favorite. And in this case, the favorite was Coda. And Coda won. What I think realistically, there was no winner. Was really the unfortunate incident between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Now, Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett's appearance, her hair. and But there was also some other underlying jokes in there that I didn't even get. There's also the fact that Chris Rock, when he hosted the Oscars, he roasted Jada Pinkett and Will Smith in 2016. It is, some may know this, some didn't. I didn't know that Jada Pinkett Smith has alopecia. And so that's why her hair is short. But I think in many ways, 
nobody knew what was going on and they couldn't quite understand. Wait, is this real? Is it fake? And I think it was real. It was a real slap in the face. But it was also a real slap in the face for the Oscars. It was directed by another Will who was directing the Oscars or rather producing the Oscars. Which was exciting to, you know, to hear about and see that Will Packer was going to be producing it. And there was an all-black production crew, or at least producing crew. But in reality, yeah, I know that afterwards Chris Rock joked about, well, this is the most exciting thing on television. But it was really sad. It should not have come to this. I think it, my thing is athletes roast people all the time. And Will Smith after, you know, I don't call it an upset, but he won the Oscar for Best Actor for his portrayal of the Williams sisters' dad. He won the Academy Award for Best Actor for King Richard. For Richard Williams, playing Richard Williams. Then he started crying and talking about protecting his family and how it related to the two girls that played Venus and Serena in the movie and the, the mom, uh, the actor mom who played Orsine Williams. I don't know. To me, it just marred the Oscars. It just was a black eye on the Oscars, no pun intended, for multiple ways. But it should have been a good night. And instead, what will be remembered from the Oscars, similar to, I don't know, was that the MTV Awards when Kanye West went up there and told, or maybe it was the Grammys, when Kanye West went up there and interrupted Taylor Swift and said Beyonce should win? Come on, in reality... You don't even remember most of the musical performances more so than you remember Kanye West interrupting Taylor Swift. And now you'll remember Will Smith hitting Chris Rock, slapping him in the face. He apologized to the Academy and to the fellow nominees during Best Actor, but he did not... Apologize to Will Smith. And I thought that he should have. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I thought that that's really what athletes do. They roast people at the Oscars. Now, granted, Will Smith may, should have maybe known about Jada Pinkett Smith's alopecia, but apparently it had other meanings to G.I. Jane. So, I, I don't know. But I think the buzz cut 
is I think it just wasn't just all around it was it was just unfortunate. It was just unfortunate. And I'm really sad. I was really sad and shocked. Really more shocked than sadness. That's what it was. More shocked than sadness. And, you know, maybe they'll be able to get over it. But what I think will really happen is that the next Chris Rock special, boy, Netflix is teeing that up. And I, uh, I hope there's some apologies, but there's a good chance that it might not be. And I think realistically, you know, as I've been playing with this and not playing with it, but thinking about it in my mind, the apology really needs to come from Will Smith. He was wrong. You don't go up on live television and hit somebody. I don't care what they said about your wife. You don't do that. Luckily, yeah, Chris Rock probably isn't going to press any charges. But that don't look good. That don't look good for a black man to hit another black man. I guarantee you, that was a, a white man up there. Will Smith would not have gone up there and slapped him. If that was a man that was bigger than Will Smith, he would not have gone up there and slapped him. He slapped him because he was another black man and he felt that it was okay that I can do that. That's my feeling on it. And it was wrong. It was flat out wrong. You don't do that. As I read some of the, the news a little bit later today about how you know, Will apologized. Will Smith apologized on Instagram to Chris Rock. No, 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 no. I can't imagine no one at the Oscars told you in that moment, yo, you got to apologize. You, you got to not do that. He ruined his reputation. He tarnished what was a wonderful time for him to accept an Oscar I mean they're talking about they may take the Oscar back because of conduct unbecoming of an Oscar winner and I think if that's the case I think they should if that's what it is and I think that they should if they feel that way it was an embarrassment to our culture and yes there's a part of me that thinks comedians need to think about the jokes they maybe do but you can't do that you can't do that. Now, again, Coda didn't see the movie. I heard so much about it. Uh, a lot of the reviews, and I just, you know, heard about the reviews of Power of the Dog. They talked about Belfast possibly being another favorite. But I just, as I was seeing what was trending with Coda, the other awards that they had won leading up to the Oscars, that's why I picked Coda. But I feel like it's a cop-out when you take the favorite. But I got it right. I got it right. And that's all that matters in the end. What I did not get right, and I don't understand how I didn't get this right, because it was sitting right in front of our faces. Of course, Duke, North Carolina was going to play in the final four. Of course, 
the drama of North Carolina beating Duke in the fight in Mike Shashesky's final home game in Cameron Indoor Stadium, the final game of the season. North Carolina upsets Duke. Now I guess the bump in the road also is Duke lost to Virginia Tech in the championship game, and of course I thought, oh, that means Virginia Tech's going to be on the roll. Uh, not really. But how could you not have seen that that was going to mean that at least Duke, you knew the story was up. Here they go. They are going to be in the final four. And here they are. Here they are. Now, how I also didn't know, and maybe you didn't either, until now you're maybe reading about it after the fact, North Carolina Duke never met in the NCAA championship. How is that possible? In all of the time they play basketball, which means one thing to me, it's always been rigged. They always kind of put them on the opposite side of the, the, the bracket. Okay, maybe that's not fair to say. That isn't fair to say at all. That makes no sense. doesn't matter if they were on the opposite side of the bracket. If they were going to meet, they could have met in the finals or another uh, Final Four like they're doing right now. So forget my comment. But it is quite amazing to see that North Carolina and Duke, not for all the marbles, it would have been great if this was a championship game or even better than the Final Four, but a Final Four will do. The ratings are going to be through the roof. Now, the other game, Villanova-Kansas, maybe not. Kansas, you know, they've played well enough to win. Villanova lost one of their stars in Justin Moore. I just don't see it. Right now, going into the game for Saturday, Villanova is the underdog at plus four and a half. I think they will stay there. I really do. I think Kansas is the better team. And North Carolina is plus four playing Duke. And I think the emotion of what Duke will be doing to defend that loss at Cameron Indoor Stadium, get Mike Krzyzewski to the championship game. How could we not see Duke winning the championship? It was so easy. It was sitting there right in front of your face. The last time I was like, how did I not see this? Was the Super Bowl. Because I was like, uh-oh, here's a run of teams winning the Super Bowl, playing in their home stadium. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay did it. I even said that in many ways, there's no doubt Tom Brady did it. And I can't believe that even at the beginning of the season, who was I saying, NFL season that is, who was I saying is going to win the NFL MVP? Matthew Stafford. So what possessed me, Jamoke, to not say, oh, of course the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl? I don't know what I was thinking. The sad thing is I thought I had done that. Even when I looked at my picks and I went back to see my open bets and I was like, wait a minute. I didn't have the, I didn't pick the Rams to win the Super Bowl. Like I just forgot. Cuz sometimes when I'm recording the pod, I will make the picks as I'm talking and I just didn't do that. Sometimes I I don't know. I sometimes I just I just mess up. And I totally all NFL season I was not remembering to make the pick of the Rams. And so sitting right here in front of your face, of course Duke, North Carolina would be facing each other in the Final Four. 
The script could not have been written any better for the NCAA tournament. The billion-dollar machine where the players make no money from it. None. But I won't go there. I don't know if there's another storyline on the other side. I mean, I am excited that, once again, the ACC has proven it to me, right? And I'm biased. I am. I'm biased two ways. I'm biased because I'm all in on ACC. No matter what sport it is, no matter what tournament, I want the ACC to win it. And here we got two opportunities. Although they're playing each other to get to the final game. I wish it was two on either side. But I'm also kind of have a soft spot for the Big East, where University of Pittsburgh started in. And when I was a kid, I rooted for Georgetown in. So to see Villanova there is amazing. It's exciting. And again, and, and by the way, I'm never rooting for West Coast teams ever again to win the NCAA championship. I'm not just not going to do it. This is the greatest Final Four ever based on the fact that these four teams have all won multiple national championships. The coaches are ready. The coaches are ready. But it's also weird to think that this is a first for Coach K. In his final season, what may be his final game, it's going to be something that's never happened for Coach K ever. And that's playing North Carolina in the NCAA tournament. Now, I'm going to make my final four picks. I'll save it for Thursday's show. But I'm looking forward to watching it. What's missing from the tournament is a buzzer beater. We still don't have the buzzer beater. We need that. Come on. I'm missing that buzzer beater. I am. All right. Now we're going to shift gears to the National Football League. And in the National Football League, I don't know if it's got to be. I mean, it's got to be me. I just really am not. I just wasn't as excited about free agency this year. I think there were definitely some things that were are different about the teams. You know, I think the wildest story to me, and maybe I'm not really remembering all of the stories, quite possible. But after all of the work they have done to re-sign Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, okay, Aaron, we're ready. Yep, we're giving you the world. We're giving you all the money you want. Then they do an about face and say, but no Devontae Adams. Now I wonder if behind the scenes, I don't know. Maybe Aaron Rodgers didn't want Devontae Adams. Maybe that was part of it. The money that Aaron Rodgers got may very well have killed the deal for Devontae Adams. That's another plot point. But I tell you what. It, boy, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, or really, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, you know, maybe they think they're going to be fine. Devontae uh, uh 
Devontae Adams is a dime a dozen as a wide receiver, maybe. Maybe that's a possibility. But I I don't know. It's just like, okay. All right. So be it. It's not the same for me. Maybe I'll get into it eventually. Eventually I'll get into it. That's a possibility. What's still a possibility, but not a good one in my mind, is the Heat getting to the NBA Finals. I don't think so. The Heat are not just cooling off. They are cold. They are cold to each other. They're cold as a team. I mean, to think the Heat are 4-6 and six in their last 10. They've lost four in a row. Eric Spolstra getting into a, a, a shouting match with Jimmy Butler and then almost coming to blows with Udonis Haslam on the bench. Like, that team is imploding, and I don't think there's any way back for the Miami Heat. I think they are done. And that's a shame. But the Boston Celtics, 9-1 and one in their last 10, they're catching fire at the right time. Of course, Boston Celtics trying to win, what, their 18th NBA title possibly? I hope not. But it is a tight race for home court advantage. Celtics, Heat, Bucks, Sixers are separated by just a half a game. What a final five to six games it will be to end the season. This is going to be great. Now, this is something that I've been paying attention to a lot. I'm going to watch every single game that I can. Maybe not the whole game. You know, I'll bounce around. Get that late NBA ticket so I can see everything. There's also a race between the 5th, 6th, and 7th seed. Two games separate the Bulls, Raptors, and Cavs. The Raptors, 8-2. and two. I don't know if you remember. Some time ago, what, maybe two months ago, I was on NBA Exchange with Dexter. He said, what team do you need to watch out for? I said, you watch out for the Raptors. They start getting it together. They look good. The second hottest team behind the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference. And then you've got the 8-9-10 play-in games. A game and a half separates the Hornets, Nets, and Hawks. We got a lot of jockeying for position here in the Eastern Conference. In the West, the Suns. Chris Paul came back. Now, I don't like what Chris Paul did to my guy, Uncle Jeff, Jeff Green. That was dirty, dirty what he did in Denver, causing a little bit of a shouting match. I didn't like what he did there, and I don't know what it is, why he did it. 
I'm sure there's some underlying beef between the two of them or something that's ridiculous. But the Suns look good. 9-1 and one in their last 10. They are the hottest team in the NBA. They've won eight in a row. I meant to say the Celtics have won six. The Grizzlies, who are hot, by the way, without John Morant, they've won four in a row. They are nine games behind the Suns. They're nowhere near catching the Suns. And I'd love to see them meet up in the Western Conference Finals. Woo, what a game that will be. Or what a series, rather, that will be. Now, the funny thing is, after that, right, there's no chance Grizzlies are catching the Suns. Suns are in. They've won the Eastern Conference. I mean, excuse me, Western Conference. Grizzlies are right behind them. But there's like, there's a Warriors, Mavericks, Jazz, Nuggets, and Timberwolves. Five teams that they can all shift. Now, can the Warriors catch the Timberwolves? No. They're five and a half games out. I don't see it happening. But, but the weird thing is like, Golden State Warriors are two games up on the Mavericks. So the Mavericks could catch the Warriors, but I doubt the Jazz could catch the Warriors. But the Jazz are a game behind the Mavericks. So they could catch the Mavericks but not necessarily the Warriors. And then the Nuggets are two games behind the Mavericks. I could see the Nuggets moving up to the four spot, but not necessarily, again, being able to catch the Warriors because they're four games back of the Warriors. Then we've got the Timberwolves, who are a game and a half behind the Nuggets. If the Nuggets, you know, continue to slide, maybe the Timberwolves move up into that sixth spot. Boy, I tell you what, that cat dunk, woo! He got a good dunk on Jay Crowder of the Suns. He posterized them. But then the Suns took that poster, rolled it up, and beat the Suns over the head. Excuse, excuse me. Beat the Timberwolves over the head with it and won the game. So it kind of took away from Cat uh, and his great dunk over Jay Crowder. But it was still nasty. So that's where it's like a jumble. No, the Warriors, the the. Don't have to worry about the Timberwolves, in my mind. They're five and a half games back. Then the 8-9-10, I think the 8 is set. Clippers are a lock at the 8th. They're in the playing game. Then you've got the Pelicans, 29 games back. Oh, boy. And they're not catching anybody. Then you got the Lakers, who are 29 and a half games back. Which, by the way, Lakers look old. Lakers look old. They were up 20 in New Orleans. They really needed that win. They really needed that win to get the home play-in game. And they ended up losing. It was a 28-point swing, I believe, the final score. The Pelicans won by eight. Just kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And the one thing I kept saying is age. Lakers, they don't have the stamina. LeBron James doesn't have the stamina. But really, it's more about he can't do it all. And I feel like it showed. It really showed. Lakers are 3-11 and in the division. I don't see it. I don't see it. I just don't see it. What I do see is myself watching a lot of basketball over this next week, Monday to Monday. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, I'm going to do my daily pick on Twitter tonight and the rest of the every daily pick every day. Also, check out in my description right here, prize picks, download prize picks. And use my promo code 
you know, a little extra. You can level up with prize picks, but also you can level up with my promo code. All right, that'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jamoke Davis. To the window! Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code J for Sport, and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep. That's right, they'll match your first deposit up to $100. So, join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today.